Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Sav, we read about a korban, which in the words of Achachamim is known as the Chavite Koyen Gadol. As we will see, it was not brought only exclusively by the Koyen Gadol. This was a korban mincha that was brought by the Koyen Gadol every day. Um, however, it was also brought by every Koyen, even by regular Kohanim, on the day that they became on, on the first day that they came to the base of Mikdash to perform Avaida, on their Yom HaChinuch, on their day of inauguration, for each individual Koyen, whenever he reached the age and then he had an opportunity and he was ready, on whatever day it was, a Koyen would come and he would bring this Korban once in a lifetime. The Koyen Gobel brought it every day. Let's first just read some of the Psukim in simplicity. This is the Korban of Aaron and his sons, Asher Yakrivu Lashem, that they will bring, that they will present to Hashem, the Yom Himashach Oso, on the day of his inauguration, Asirisa Eifa, it is a tenth of an Eifa, a certain measure of grain, Soilus, of finely ground flour, finely ground and sifted flour, Mincha Tamid. It is a mincha forever. Let's just finish the Pasik before we go back to one issue. Half of it is brought in the morning, or and half of it is brought in the evening or in the afternoon. Now we see here already a, uh, an apparent contradiction in the Pasik itself. Here it says, so it sounds like the Korban is only brought on the day that Akayan is inaugurated on his first day of service in the Beis HaMikdash. Then just a little bit later, in the same Pasuk, just a few words later, it says, Mincha Tamid. It says this is a Mincha Tamid. Now, Tamid means not only that it is uh, going to be brought for all eternity, it's going to be brought in all the centuries, but Tamid means that it is brought on a continuous basis, that it is brought every single day. So it, 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 it's a question right away. Now, as I said before, our Chachamim teach us that it's the Kayan Gadol who brings this Korban Tamid. It is the Kayan Hedgit who brings it only on Biyayim Himashach So We will discuss that uh, quite in detail soon. Let's just see a few, few more psukim. This Korban will be made with oil on a machvas. A machvas is like a flat frying pan. Murbeches to Vienna. You shall bring it Murbeches. Murbeches, Rashi says, means that the, if the dough would be dipped in, in hot water, cooked in hot water first, and then later uh, baked or fried in the frying pan, sort of like a bagel, which is first dipped in boiling water, more than just dipped, it's cooked in boiling water, and then it is cooked and baked in the oven. Tufine minchas pitem. This is, as Rashi explains, a very well-baked mincha 
of pitim, of small pieces, meaning you don't bring it as one big piece, as one big pancake, but you fold it and cut it into different pieces. Takriv reach nichoach lashem. You shall bring this as a reach nichoach to make a fragrant, uh, fragrant uh, smell in front of a kodesh baruch. Ba'koyin hamashiach tachtov mibanov, the koyin who is anointed instead of him from his children, meaning the subsequent koyin gadol, not Aaron himself, but whoever is koyin gadol after him and whoever is koyin gadol after that one and after that one in, su in succession, yase osa, that koyin gadol will make it. He will bring this korban, chok elam l'ashem. This is an eternal chok, an eternal law for Hashem, kolil Toktar, it will be totally burnt up on the Mizbeach. And those are the, that's the entire text regarding this Korban. Now, let's take a look at Rashi. Ze Korban Aharon. This is the Korban of Aaron, the Goimer, etc. Um, I believe that in many editions of Rashi, it even says the word Uvanov. I do not want to check now while I'm in the middle of the shear, but that's what I seem to remember. In any case, Zeh Korban Aharon Begoymer, Rashi says, Af hedyoytais makriven asiris ha'efar. Even hedyoytais, even regular kohanim, bring this asiris ha'efar, bring this tenth of an efar korban, v'yoyim shehein mishanchim li'avoyta, on the day that they are inaugurated into their service, meaning on the first day, that each one of them actually serves in the base of Mikdash. He brings this korban every day. Like it says in the Pasuk, it says also in this Pasuk, as we pointed out, So that is the, and who is that? The Goimer, etc. Rashi seems to be saying that who is the person who brings this as a mincha tamid? Kain Hedyet brings it, the Yom Shehem Mishanachim Liyavoyda. Kain Hedyet brings it only on the day that he inaugurates, that he begins his service. So who brings the korban as a mincha tamid? Who brings it as a constant, everyday korban? That's what it says in the next Pasuk. The Kain who is anointed in the place of his father, and in the place of the previous Kayan Gogol, so that person, meaning the Kayan Gogol, he will bring it constantly every day. We see here in Rashi, we see it really in all of the Mephorshim, I mean, we see it in, in the Halacha. This is how it is that there are two, two different uh, characters, so to speak, who bring this Korban. There's the Korban, there's the Kayan Gogol who brings it in one way. There's the Kayan Hadid who brings it in another way. The question is how to parse the Pasuk, how exactly to read the Pasuk. Which part of the Pasuk is talking about the Kayan Hadid? Which part is talking about the Kayan Gadol? Can we somehow read the Pasuk in a way that flows? Or do we have to kind of just chop it up and say, take these five words and say they're about the Kayan Gadol? Period. Now take those five words and say they're about the Kayan Hadid. How do we? break up the Pusik into its different parts. And I think that we find here a very fundamental machlekas, a very fundamental difference of opinion. 
I have, uh, will call my two teams. On one side, we have Rajbam and the Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam and the Sefer Achinach. They all say uh, in one direction. And then we have a much uh, later Sefer, the Sefer Aksavva Kabbalah, which was written in the, in the 1900s by Rav Svi Mecklenburg, a friend of the Bracha. And he has a very different way of looking at the Pasuk. And after we uh, discuss these two, two basic ways of looking in the Pasuk, we will go back and try to see what Rashi, which side Rashi is taking. The Rashbam, who happened to be Rashi's grandson, but he was not afraid of disagreeing with his grandfather. The Rashbam says that if you start reading the Pasuk, Zeh Korban Aharain, this is the Korban of Aharain, Uvanov. Who are the Banov? Now, this word Banov could be interpreted in two different ways. One way is to say that who are the Banov of Aaron? Who are the children of Aaron? They are Kohanim Hedyaitas. They are regular Kohanim. Aaron is Kohen Gogol. His children, for as long as he was alive, were the Kohanim Hedyaitim. You could say that Aaron Uvanov, you could say that the word Banov refers to other Kohanim Gedalim because uh, the, the way it was really supposed to be is that uh, Aaron's son was uh, a Kayan Godel. Well, he would, Aaron was the Kayan Godel. He passed on the Kohen Gedalim to his son, uh, Elazar, and later Elazar passed it to his son. In fact, uh, there's a Taishvis in the Sefta Yuma that says that throughout the bias Rishain, throughout the first base of Mikdash, it was always Ben Acher, Ben Acher, Ben. It never went to a, to a cousin. It was just one son after another son after another son. So perhaps the word of Banav here means the sons of Aaron, which everyone happens to be the Kayan Godel at that time. The Rashbam takes that position. He says, Banav, who does it mean? What does it mean, the sons of Aaron? It means the Kahanim Gedoiva. So let's read the Pasuk according to Rashbam. Zeh Korban Aarenu Banav. This is the Korban of Aaron and his children, meaning this is the Korban of Kahanim Gedoiva. Asher Yakrivu Lashem that they will bring to Hashem on the day of their, of their anointment, on the day of their anointment slash appointment, as Kayin Gobel. They will bring this tent of an Eifa, Soilus, a fine flower, Mincha, a korban Mincha, a grain offering, Samid, always, meaning every day. Machasisa Vavoker, or Machasisa Vavoker. According to the Rashbam and those who follow in his path, or those who, who happen to be, maybe they came up before him, but they happen to be going in the same direction. According to this uh, school of thought, this entire Pasuk is talking about the Koyan Godel. This is the Korban of Aaron and his children who are also Kohanim Gedoyim, meaning those of them who will be Kohanim Gedoyim, which they will bring now, here there's a little problem, according to the Rashbam. What does it mean that they will bring this Korban on the day that they are anointed? Really, the Kayin Gadol brings the Korban every single day. So many Mephoshim, even Ezra among them, they say that according to this line of thought, you have to read it as if it says, This is the Korban of the Kayin Gadol and all the other Kahanim Gadolim who will bring this Korban to Hashem from the day that they are anointed, from the day that they begin their service as Kayin Gadol, and continuously 
from then on every day. Kayin Gogol doesn't bring this carbon until he becomes Kayin Gogol. But starting from that day, he would bring this carbon now for the rest of his life every single day. So we have to change this biyayim himashach. We have to interpret it as if it means miyayim himashach. That is one uh, uh, weakness in this approach. Now, if we want to talk uh, grammatically in grammar, in English, uh, when I went to uh, seventh grade and I was taught by the great Mr. Shackle, I was taught that every sentence has a subject and a predicate. The subject of the sentence is the thing, person, place, or thing that the sentence is about. It might be very simple, just like in a sentence, John went to the store. So John is the subject, just one word. Sometimes it might be more complex. It might be John who always wears a red hat went to the store. Who is the sentence about? It's about this fellow named John who always wears a red hat. That's the subject. The predicate is essentially the verb, the action, and certain words that go together with the action. And again, sometimes it's quite simple. It might be John, the fellow who always wears a red hat, that's the subject, um, jumps. Jumps is a verb, that's the predicate. Sometimes, of course, it's a little more complex. You could have the subject, John, the boy who always wears a red hat, subject, predicate, jumps over the fence on the other side of the street. All of those words are called, starting from jumps over, that's all predicate. Those are all words that are going together with the verb. In Lushan Kodesh, amongst the Hebrew grammarians, we find the same concept. They talk about han which means the subject, and they talk about han which roughly translates as predicate. Now, if we'll analyze this Pasuk according to the Rashbam, we will see that the nosei of the korban, of, of the Pasuk, the subject of the Pasuk is ze korban. This is the korban. The korban. And what is the subject? You have to kind of invert the words a little bit. Asher yakrivu aren uvanov. This korban, Aaron and, Mono, Aaron and his children, meaning the Kohanim Gedolim, will bring it from the day that they become Karhanim Gedolim and forever after every day. Also, a little bit difficult where you have to invert so many words over here. Now, if we'll think about the Pusik in this way, and then we will think about the 613 mitzvahs, if we had to say which of the 613 mitzvahs is stated here, I think we would say that it says here a mitzvah that the Kayan Gadol must bring this korban on the day that he is anointed and every day thereafter. It's a mitzvah on the Kayan Gogol. In fact, if you open up the Rambam, say for a mitzvah, it doesn't mention Kayan Hedyit at all. It's not there. In the Mishnah Torah, where the Rambam is telling you the halacha, he talks about the Kayan Hedyit bringing it on the day that he is anointed. But that apparently, in the Rambam's understanding, is kind of a, some kind of additional drusha. Uh, the Chachamim saw a remise to that in the words that every kayin on the day that he is anointed, appointed, meaning beginning his avayda, every kayin must do this. But the simple shot of the Pasuk, according to the Rambam, is this is talking about the kayin gadol, and therefore in the Sefer HaMitzvahs, where the Rambam defines each one of the 613 mitzvahs, he writes that this is a mitzvah that the kayin gadol must bring a particular carbon, this particular carbon, 
on the first day that he serves and every day thereafter. And so we see also in the Sefer HaChinuch, we'll talk in Mitzvah more about the Sefer HaChinuch later, but the Sefer HaChinuch begins his discussion of this Mitzvah by saying, it's a Mitzvah upon the Kohen Gadol to bring this Korban. And you can go through the whole piece in the Sefer HaChinuch about this Korban, and he says all kinds of different things. He doesn't say anything about the Kohen Hedgev. Go to the Sefer Minchas Achinuch, which is a sort of a commentary and an expansion of the Sefer Achinuch. So, you, if you dig deep enough, the Sefer Minchas Achinuch goes on for paragraphs and paragraphs about every mitzvah. If you keep looking, you'll find there's a paragraph where he talks about, and what about the Kayan Hedgit? Oh, yeah, he also brings it, and this is what he does. But in the Sefer Achinuch itself, which is from the Rishonim, all his definition of this mitzvah is, is that it's a mitzvah upon the Kayan Gobel, and that's all. That's one way of looking at this Pasuk, the Pshutei Shalmikra of this Pasuk. But there's another, there's another way. And we begin with this word, Ubanov. Let me highlight this word. We focus on this word, Ubanov. We said before that the word Banav could refer to all of the Kohanim. All Kohanim are children of Aaron or descendants of Aaron. They're not all Kohanim Gedolim. They won't all ever be Kohanim Gedolim, just a regular Kohanim. Perhaps the word Banav refers to the regular Kohanim. And in fact, the Sefer Aksavah Kabbalah writes that that is so. The word Banav is referring to Kohanim Hedyoita. Now, how do we read the rest of the Pasuk? So the, the Sefer Haksad Kabbalah says that the, um, the nosei, the subject of this Pasuk, is a very long, complex subject. We go from here. All of that is the subject of the sentence. If you remember, I spoke about the uh, subject of a, uh, of a, of a, uh, of a sentence. That didn't work. Let's try that again. Everything from here to there. Pardon me. Everything from here to there. Okay. Everything from the beginning. This korban that Aaron and his children, meaning that all Kohan, bring on the day that they are anointed, that's the subject of the sentence. This korban that every Kohan must bring on the day that he is anointed. Like my sentence, John, who always wears a red hat, that could just be the subject of a sentence. Then we have to say something about John. We have to say what John did this time. He went to the store and bought a loaf of bread. He jumped, whatever it is. Here we have similarly a long subject. This Corbin that Aaron and his, and his children, meaning all the Kohanim that they bring on the day that they are anointed, which is an Asira Sa'ifa Sobas, really it goes all the way till here, the subject, which is an Asira Sa'ifa Sobas. This Corbin, this Corbin, I messed that up, we'll fix it later. This Corbin, Mincha Samid, this Corbin must also be brought every single day. By whom? It says in the next two psukim later, it says, HaKayin HaMashiach Tachtov, the Kayan who was anointed to be Kayin Gol. So we have a long subject. This Corbin that is brought by every single Kayan on the day that he is anointed. Now what's, this, what's the 
what is the predicate of the sentence? What do we do with what is it? What is the Pasik saying about this carbon? It's saying, Mincha Tamid. It will also be an eternal Mincha. It will be brought every single day, a constant Mincha. So that's the Nosei and the Nasu. That is the subject and the predicate. And we see, according to the Sava Kabbalah, both the Koyen Hedyet and the Koyen Goda are both included in this Pasik in a complex but very well flowing. We don't have to invert any words. Don't have to turn around any words. If we would follow this line of thought, I think that if we, if we were to take upon ourselves, so to speak, the task of writing a Sefer HaMitzvah, if we were to take upon ourselves the task of, of counting all of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah and defining each one, I think we would define it as follows. We would say that it is an, it is an obligation upon every Kayan, whether he is the Kayan Godel or the Kayan Hedyet, to bring this Korban on the day that he inaugurates his service, on the first day that he serves. And it is also an obligation upon the Kayan Godel to bring it every day thereafter. If we were defining this mitzvah according to the Sefer Aksadva Kabbalah, we would certainly include in it the Kayan Godel and the Kayan Hedyet equally. And in fact, there is a Sefer called Sefer Yireyam, which is from the Rishonim. It is a Sefer HaMitzvahs, it is one of the Sifrei HaMitzvahs, it is one of the Svarim that counts and defines all of the 613 mitzvahs, and in the Sefer Yireyim, it says like that. Not like the Rambam, who only mentions Kayin Godel in his Sefer HaMitzvahs, and not like the Sefer HaChenuch, who only mentions the Kayin Godel in his Sefer HaMitzvahs. The Sefer Yireyim, when he defines the mitzvah, he defines it as, there's a Korban that every Kayin Kayin Godel and Kayin Hedyit must bring, and this is the Korban, it's made out of such and such kind of flour, and this and this and this amount, and it's brought on the day that he is inaugurated, and also it is brought by the Kayin Godel every day. I think, really, um, in Pshutai Shal Mikra, this is a very uh, attractive explanation that the Sefer Aksav Kabbalah is writing. Also, we don't have to take this word V'yayim and change it into Miyayim. According to the Rambam, and the Chenuch and the Rashbam, we had to take this word biyayim and we had to turn it into miyom because if the whole Pasuk is talking about Kayin Godel, the Kayin Godel doesn't just bring this Pasuk on Yom Himashach or so. But that's like a false statement. You have to say it really means miyom Himashach or so. He brings it starting from that day and ever after. But according to the Sefer Aksad Kabbalah, who says that the Pasuk is talking equally about the Kayin Godel and the Kayan Hedyet. Now we don't have to change the meaning of that word Biyayim. We don't have to make believe that it's really saying Miyayim. I think it's really a, a, a very a very beautiful way of approaching the process. It so happens, the Rashbam, the Sefer Mitzvah, the Sefer Achinuch, all of these great Rishonim didn't understand it that way. But I think the uh, the Sefer Aksav Kabbalah has a, has a very, uh, very solid idea over here, how to explain this Pasuk. What about Rashi? Where does Rashi fit into all of this? Let's go back to the Rashi. And uh, when I say Rashi here, I'm talking about Rashi as explained by Rabbi Elio Hamizrahi, who of course wrote one of the uh, most basic and, and greatest uh, super commentaries on Rashi. Let's, re let's read the Rashi again. Zev Korban Aaron, and I'm going to put in the word Ubanov. This is the Korban of Aaron and his sons. 
Rashi says, Af hediotes makriven asira seifa. Also, the hediotes bring the regular kohanim, they bring an asira seifa, the yom shehem mishanachin liyavayta. We see right away that unlike the Rashbam, his grandson, and unlike the Rambam and the Finuch, Rashi puts the clay and head into this Pesach. He seems to understand that it is perhaps primarily about the clay and gobble, but it's af, it's even, it's also about the Kohanim Hedyotais. It's about them also. They're also in this Pesach. They're not some kind of an afterthought. They're not some kind of drosha, some deeper meaning that Chazal uncovered in the Pasek, which has a halachic uh, the ramification. No, it's part of the Pshutesh Mikra. The Pasek is talking about Kohanim Hedyotes. Let's continue in Rashi. So even the Kohanim Hedyotes bring this Korban, the Yom Shemishchanchin Liyavayda, Avol Kayan Gadol Becholya. But the Kayan Gadol brings it every day. Kamosh and Amar, as it says, Tupsukim later, uh, no, as it says in this Pasek, Mincha Tamid, the Mincha Tamid V'goymer, and now Rashi continues with a quotation from Tupsukim later, the Kayan who is anointed in place of his father to be the Kayan Gadol, he brings it as a Chakaylam, as an eternal portion, as an eternal law. So Rashi is saying that the beginning of the Pasuk is really talking about Ochoyhanim. Certainly, uh, all this uh, blue area is talking about everyone. But then, beginning with the words Mincha Samid, there's a sort of a shift in the Pasuk. Now the Pasuk is talking about Koyim Godel. Although it doesn't say it explicitly, but if you keep following the flow of the Pasuk, you will see that it's the Koyim Godel who is being spoken about in the last part of the Pasuk. According to Rashi, uh, graphically, the Pasuk should be in two different colors. The first part will, will put in blue, and the second part will, uh, it will choose a nice color, will make it yellow. It's like two halves. It's sort of a compromise position that Rashi is giving us. It's not like the Rashbam who says the whole Pasuk is only talking about Kayim Gobel. It's not like the Aksav Ve'akavolu who says that the whole Pasuk, uh, he doesn't quite say this, but it's not quite like the Aksav Ve'akavolu who said that the whole Pasuk is talking about Kayim Gobel, uh, is talking about everyone. It's split in half. The blue part of the Pasuk, Zeh Korban Aaron Uvanav Asher Yakrival Hashem V'yemim Mashach Hesai, that's everybody. That's all Kehan. Mincha Samid. It is a, it is a uh, eternal and and and, and uh, constant mitzvah. That's the Kehan Gadol. Rashi, as I would I would say, is is more on the side of the Ksavva Kabbalah. A, a slightly different twist, but more on that side. Now. What are some of the ramifications? Let's think a little bit about the Tam HaMitzvah. What is the reason for this mitzvah? What is the idea of this Korban? Now, the Sefer HaChinuch tells us, because the Sefer HaChinuch, uh, for every one of the 613 mitzvahs, he gives us what he calls Mishor Shei HaMitzvah. He talks about the roots of the mitzvah, which we might call the reason for the mitzvah. Of course, he doesn't mean it's the only reason. He doesn't mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu thought of that reason and then gave the mitzvah, and if the reason doesn't apply, the mitzvah doesn't apply. 
not that, you're not going that far, but this is part of the roots of the Mishnah, of the mitzvah. Now, first of all, we have to remember, the Sefer HaChinuch told us that mitzvah's korban mincha shalkoyen gadol b'cholyan. This is the mitzvah of the korban mincha of the koyen gadol and only the koyen gadol b'cholyan every day. And if you'll go through this, does not talk about the Kayan Hegit at all. And now he comes to tell us his Tam HaMitzvah, and he says some beautiful things. Let's read a little bit of the Mitzvah, of the Sefer HaChinuch. L'fisha Kayan HaGadol Hu Ashliach Ben Yisrael V'yavim Shabashamayim. Because the Kayan Gadol is the Shliach. He is the emissary, the go-between, between the Jews and our Father in Heaven. Klemar. This means to say, Ki Hu HaNosei Tfila he is the one who lifts up prayer to Hashem on behalf of the Klal Yisrael. We see here, by the way, that this is a um, major part of the role of the Kayan Gadol, is not only to bring korbanas, but also to, to daven, to pray for all of the Jewish nation. And through his prayers, and also through the act of his korbanas, the Jewish people can attain atonement. So he's a very important person, very crucial person. For the chain, therefore, roi ish kazeh liyoslei korban miyuchad tmidi. This person, it is proper that he should have a special korban all the time. He should have a special korban that just he brings always, every day. Kamo tmidi at tzibor, like the korban tamid of the tzibor. Klal Yisrael is commanded in the Torah that every day as a nation, we bring one sheep in the morning and one sheep in the afternoon. That's the Korban Tamid. So the Chinuch the, the is saying that the Kayin Gadol, who represents the Klai Yisrael, he should also have a Korban once in the morning and once in the afternoon. And that is this, this uh, Minchas Chavitim. Just like the Tmidim are two per day. So Nishayev Hu Gamkein, the Hakrev Minchaso. So this Kayin Gadol is also obligated to bring his Korban Mincha two times a day. All of this is, uh, it goes together with the reason that we said in general regarding Korbanas. Now here the, the Chinuch is, is saying in summary his whole approach to the idea of bringing a Korban. In order that the, here he's talking about the Kayan Gadol, but it could be about any Korban, that the Kayan Gadol, all his thoughts should be awakened towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he should place his thoughts and his, and his intentions towards Hashem. And for this, for the sake of this, in, in, in merit of this, so then he will be able to benefit them. The Ain Safik, and there's no doubt. Shain Doima Hisiris, his Iris Adam, Kishemakriv Korbanaihamayuchai, with Shahumakriv Korban, Shahumishutafimo. There is no doubt that the awakening, the excitement that a person has when he brings a korban that is special just to him, is not the same as the excitement that he has when he brings a korban that he is Mishutafimo, that he's just a a partner in it. He's just doing it together with everyone else. When it's my Corbin, I really get excited. This is something that is known 
and tested the whole of them. It is something that, that is true by every person. For something that is special to him or her alone, the person is misarer, the person wakens up and is more, uh, more excited and more focused about. There's no reason to talk at length about this. So the Sefer HaChinuch is saying that just like Klal Yisrael brings a Korban Tamid, which helps us to focus our minds towards the Kodesh Baruch so the Kayin Gadol, he has to bring his own Korban Tamid, so to speak. He has to bring his own. He has to bring this, this Chavitin, this Mincha, and that helps him focus himself towards his service, his very special service in the Beis HaMikrash. Now, this is good, according to the Shita of the Sefer Achina, for those who followed in that same path, because the whole Pasuk is talking about the Kayin Gadol. And the whole Pasuk is saying that the Kayin Gadol must bring two Korban Minchas per day. It's really one Korban split in two, but he must bring a Korban twice a day. So you say to yourself, where do we find such an idea that someone brings the same Korban twice a day? Oh, we find that by the Korban Tumit. In other words, the Pasuk is telling us, the, 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 the concept of the Pasuk is that just like Klai Yisrael brings a Korban Tumit, the same Korban two times a day, the Kayin Gadol has to bring the same Korban two times a day. That is very appropriate to way the to the way the Minchas Achinach, to way the to way the Sefer Achinach understands the Pasuk. However, if we'll go back to Aksav Kabbalah and we'll go back to Rashi, that's not exactly what the Pasuk is saying. This Pasuk begins with the Korban that every Kayin must bring. This is the korban that every Kayan must bring on the day that he is, that he uh, inaugurates himself into the, his service in the Beis HaMikdash. And then the Pasuk says, Rashi parses it one way, slightly differently. But then the Pasuk says, oh yeah, and also it's a mincha tamid to be brought by the Kayan God. The Kayan Gadol brings this same Korban twice a day. So according to this other team, the Ksavah, Kabbalah, and Rashi, the Pasuk essentially is saying, the same Korban that must be brought by every Kayan on his inauguration day must also be brought by the Kayan Gadol every single day. Now that doesn't make you think of Korban Tamid. It doesn't seem to have any, any dimion, any comparison, any parallel. Korban Tum, but to Korban Tumit. So I think if we're going to look for a Tam HaMitzvah, if we're going to think about it, I think we have to think in different terms. And I think perhaps we can say the following. Just like the Kayan Hedyet, the regular Kayan, on the day that he becomes a Kayan, on the day that he takes on this, this role of being a servant to Hashem in the base of Mikdash, he must express his dedication to this new role by bringing a korban. And he must bring out his dedication by means of bringing this korban. You can look at it either way. You can say the korban expresses the dedication that he has in his heart, or you can look at it as the korban helps him to bring out that, that excitement and that dedication. But on the day that he begins his service, he must, in a formal way, he must bring this korban in order to sanctify himself and dedicate himself 
to this new and important role that he is beginning to serve. That same act, that same korban, must also be brought by the Kayan Gadol every day. In other words, the Kayan Gadol on his much more exalted level, he must do the same thing every single day. He is, so to speak, inaugurating himself into his position every single day. That's what he must do. He has to be so focused on his Aveda that every single day he has to do what other people just did on inauguration day. Imagine if Mahabdil, uh, the president of the United States, on his inauguration day, so there's a big ceremony and hundreds and thousands of people come to watch and it's on television all over the world and, and he makes a big speech and he, he takes the oath of office, he pledges himself and dedicates himself to this very important task of being the president of the United States. But that's all. He doesn't have to do it every single day. Every single day we just say, you better, you better fulfill your oath or else you might be impeached. But he doesn't have to take the oath every single day. But Lahabdil, the Kayan Godel, has to take the oath of office every single day by bringing this Korban. That's how focused he has to be on his Avaida. Perhaps we could say there's a reason for that. One reason is simply because his Avaida is so much more important. Perhaps we could say uh, a practical reason. A regular Kayan, uh, contrary to what perhaps some people might think, a regular Kayan did not serve in the base of Mikdash all that often. There was a rotation of 24 groups of Kohanim, the Mishmurai Skomona. And if you think about it, each, each, um, each Mishmur would serve for a week, and then they go to the next one, and the next one, and the next one. So 24 times 2 is 48. So you would get a minimum of two weeks of service, not consecutively, but your group would serve one week, and then, then 25 weeks later, you would serve again. And then if you're lucky, you might serve uh, a third time. And then also you would serve on the three regolim, on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, all Kayhanim served. But in some total, the average Kayan was only in the Beis HaMikdash about uh, four weeks a year. A week for Pesach, a week for Sukkot, a week for his first turn at the Mishmar, and a week for his second turn at the Mishmar. Four weeks, at most five weeks, if he got lucky. And there's a fairly um, long waiting period from one uh, period of service to the next. And therefore, it could be that he automatically feels rejuvenated each time that he comes back into the Beis HaMikdash. Let's say he was there on, uh, let's say the, a certain Kayan served on Sukkot, like as all Kayanim served on Chagat Sukkot. And then let's say he went home for a month, and then his turn with his Mishmar came up a month after Sukkot. He had a whole month off when he walks back into the Beis HaMikdash. He's very inspired, and he automatically rededicates himself to this service. And then it's not that far off until Pesach, and then probably after Pesach, somewhere between Pesach and Shavuos, he comes back for another week of service. It's already 24 weeks. And then he comes back for Shavuot. There are breaks and then there, in which he can go home and do his work or whatever he does. And then each time he comes back, he is rejuvenated. He is re-inspired. He rededicates himself to his task. The Kayan Godel is very different. Kayan Godel is in the base of Mikdash every single day. And when you do the same avoda every single day, as we know, it can get it can get tedious, and you can start to do things in a mechanical fashion. It's something that we all are challenged with, that we all fight with, and we look for different ways to rededicate ourselves, to rejuvenate ourselves. The Kayim Gadol did it by bringing a new korban every single day, a new korban just for himself, whose purpose was to dedicate himself 
to his task. It was a, a Corbin Chenuch, an inaugural Corbin that he brought every single day because he had to, so to speak, take the oath of office and rededicate himself to his task every single day. Of course, we on our level, we have to fight the boredom of doing the same davening every day, putting on the same tulin every day, and, and, and women light the same Shabbos candles every week. I mean, the candles don't change. It's the same candles. We have to do different things. We have to learn, and we have to learn different aspects of the Torah, and we have to use. Everyone has different ways. So some people are inspired by music, by Jewish music, and some people are inspired by saying Tillim, and people are inspired by nature, and each person has to find a way to become inspired and to rejuvenate our daily service, which is every single day, Tomid Chok Chilom. And that's what the Kayan Gobble did. I, perhaps we can say that's what the Kayan Gobble was doing by bringing this Korban every single day.